So as much as I love sharing tips and tricks and how-tos, sometimes it's also great to take a step back and just dive into a fellow creator's journey. How did they get to where they got to? Were there any special moments? Did anything kind of really trigger the growth of their channels? There is immense golden nuggets of information to be gained from those stories. And today, we have exactly a story that is really inspiring and someone that you'll absolutely enjoy. Let's go into this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I am a tech blogger, a YouTuber just like you, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ, which means I help creators, big and small, level up their channels and really get to that next level with more views and more subscribers. And today we have the one and only Joe Scott. And for those who don't know who Joe Scott is, well, let's ask him. Well, could, could I start with a quick story? Because this is, this, is kind of, this is kind of fun and interesting to me. Um, so, so Jeremy, you know, he ran this, this Tube Talk podcast for, for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeremy Vest, for those who might be listening, don't know. Um, <laughs> this podcast kind of changed my life. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> I ha- yeah, no, I have to start with that because, no, su- true story. Um, earlier on, this was like 20, what, 2016, I guess? Yeah, 2016. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the channel for a couple of years at that point. And I was very lucky. I got picked for this uh, YouTube Next Up program, which I could talk about that in just a minute. But it was, I basically got flown out to, to New York and I hung out at the YouTube studios. It was basically YouTube camp for about a week. And it was great. And they treated you like total rock stars. And um, it just really kind of put it in my head, like, I could maybe do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, I got back to, to work the next week, and it was just uh, walking down the long hallway to my desk. It just felt like the walls were closing in on me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and yes. uh, I've been working there for 12 years, and there were no promotions. It was just a go-nowhere job, and they were having layoffs every six months. I could go on and on. It was, it was a bad situation. And, um, no, so I just had that experience and I was just in my head, like, I've got to find a way out of here. I've got to find a way to, you know, either do this full time or at least find something else that, uh, doesn't crush my soul. (laughs) And on the way home, I was listening to this very podcast. And at the end of it, uh, the little outro message came on and, uh, it was a female voice and she was like, are you looking for a job in YouTube? We're looking for team members to join our team. This was when VidPal was, was the thing. Right. And, uh, and I was like, what? It was like, <laughs> are you serious? So I got home and I had met Jeremy at a few different things. So we were connected on Facebook. I sent him a message and I was like, are you really looking for someone? And uh, long story short, he, he, he took me on. Um, I actually wow. took a little bit of a pay cut to do it, but I was making enough from YouTube and another little side venture to, to make up the difference. And, and working with him, I got to work with major clients and I got to learn from one of the best people in the, in the industry. And, um, and it was a great experience. And I mean, really everything just kind of changed from there. And so to actually be on the podcast now is, is a great little <laughs> circle of life thing. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm glad to be here. That's what I love about that story. It's just, you never know who's listening. And you don't know what kind of impact you're about to make in the, in the information you're about to unleash on us. 
And, and that's what I love about YouTube. We've got people from around the world listening to this and someone's going to resonate with a story. Someone's going to resonate with a point and lives get changed. And in your case, literally lives got changed. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good segue to kind of really us into the story of Joe Scott. So let's start at the beginning. What is Joe Scott's channel? What are you on about? What do you have on your channel? Uh, yeah. So my channel is called Answers with Joe and um, it's, it's sort of a comedy slash science channel. Um, if you can imagine such a thing, I've, I've been compared, I've been called the poor man's Bill Nye. Nice. I think that might be an insult to poor people and Bill Nye, but, uh, uh, no, it's, it's, it's a place where I kind of went to, to do some comedy stuff. And, you know, I kind of done a little bit of stand up and didn't really like the lifestyle of it, but, uh, it just kind of evolved over time. Some of the videos I did on somewhat nerdy topics did pretty well and I'm a little bit nerdy myself. So I just kind of went with it and, um, and next thing you know, it's, you know, I'm covering topics about like black holes and climate change and uh, science mysteries and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's worked out. So it's a place where if stand up and science had a baby, Joe Scott. <laughs> well, so, okay. Uh, perfect example. I've got uh, on the, the shelf behind me in my little backdrop, it's my little set. Um, <clears throat> story time so there's a, a photo back there of albert einstein and charlie chaplin um of kind course. of shaking hands and meeting each other outside of i want to say a, a movie premiere of charlie chaplin's mm -hmm. the, th the thing that's funny about that picture is it was it was something that was given to me when i was i don't know 10 11 something like that my aunt found this picture and framed it and gave it to me and a couple of things there. One is I share a birthday with Albert Einstein. So there you go. There we and uh, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, I would dress up like Charlie Chaplin. I had this little bit where I'd walk around with a cane and a little Hitler mustache. And uh, luckily everybody knew I was Charlie Chaplin and not the other. But um, so I always had that sort of comedy sensibility. And I was a Charlie Chaplin fan when I was a kid. So anyway, I, I got this photo and I'd totally forgotten about it. And then I went back to my dad's house and dug it out of a, you know, pile somewhere. And I was doing the YouTube channel all the time. And I was like, this is the perfect encapsulation of my YouTube channel. You know, right. the, the Charlie Chaplin and Einstein together kind of thing. So I put it up on the, on the shelf behind me and it's kind of stayed there ever since. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's, that's a perfect visual representation of, of what I try to do. Yeah. Next up did quite a big thing. Did, 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 did it help you? I mean, you said you knew the tech kind of out of it before you knew the audio, you knew the cameras. Um, yeah. So they, they also talked about strategy, just content strategy and content, uh, schedule, that kind of thing. And again, some of the stuff that they talked about back then probably has changed by now of course, yeah. algorithmically, you know, mm -hmm. and I will say a lot of that because I've done Tim Schmoyer's course and that's kind of how I met these guys at the mastermind group and, right. and Greg kind of spilled the beans on some of the stuff that he had learned already. So, you know, I, I, I did know a lot of it already for me personally, the, 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 the most impactful thing was like right. just kind of being given that mindset shift, but it was just a, it was loaded with information. I mean, somebody who might not have already done all the things that I had done, which right. is probably most people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. they would come away with it with a vast amount of knowledge. Yeah. Okay. So if somebody does get the opportunity, you should invest in a week of your life and actually just dive headstrong into this. Uh, again, I don't know how they make the decisions on who gets picked. I want to say there were like, uh, there were, there were 16, is that right? Yeah. 16 people in my group 
and I think something like 300 people signed up for it or right. something. I, I thought I heard that number. I could be wrong. No, it makes sense. Uh, another thing, well, a couple of other things about it. One is that you get um, a, a gift card to uh, B&H Photo for oh. like $2,500 or something like that. A decent oh, amount of money. Wow. Uh, and I bought a new computer with it. Actually, the computer I'm talking to you right now, I bought through that. And the other thing that was really great was they had Business Insider come out and do an article about all the, the people in the, in the Next Up program. So, so yeah, I got a little bit of press coverage out of it. And again, just kind of like just seeing my name on this article next to all these other people and, you know, having positive things said about it. It was just like, wow, that was, that was amazing. It always confuses me why people are not prepared to invest in themselves and take that to learn or to go away. Yes, it eats into your vacation time. But this is what you want to do. Go for it. This is how you network. This is how you you level up your channels, I suppose. Yeah. You're saying the word investment. um, And I just wanted to clarify, like, I spent no money on this. They flew me out and everything. It was, it was, the the investment was me taking 10 minutes to apply online. That's what I mean. And then you took the time out of whatever you happened to be happening in life at that time. Well, that's get on a plane yeah. and fly and, and you couldn't be doing something else whilst doing this. Yeah, and, that's that, and, and that's what I do mean about investment. I financially, I mean, courses, yes, they do cost money, but it's more of the time commitment that you've got to do. So Yeah, no, that's a fair point, yeah. <laughs> it's two sides. Um, so now you've come back, to, you've listened to Tube Talk. It is, wow, it blew your mind. Vitpa <laughs> was hiring. You started kind of really going like all in on your channel at a certain point. Uh, uh, what happened then? I mean, you, your channel's about kind of answering questions. How did it kind of, did you choose that genre or did it kind of just all choose you maybe? Well, in the, in the early days of the channel, it was, uh, I mean, I had, I had no subscribers. It was all friends and family that were watching it, you know? Right. So even though it was on YouTube, it was kind of, I shared it through Facebook and I would just basically, it was actually called Ask Joe at the time instead of Answers with Joe. I, I think there was another channel called Ask Joe that I had to, I had to change it to avoid mm-hmm. confusion but yeah i mean I, I just basically took questions from friends and sometimes it was the same friend over and over again <laughs> <You know? laughs> dear friend uh, with a different exactly voice. yeah can you pick a different name for yourself <laughs> it was a very different format at the time it was it was 100 comedy based i was kind of trying to ape um uh, zay frank okay. anybody who doesn't know who zay frank is he was like the godfather of vlogging everybody that does a vlog is doing zay frank he was the very first person to do it he was doing it before youtube even existed so there we go um Anyway, so I, I would take five to seven, eight, whatever questions, and then just like make jokey jokes out of them. They weren't really answers. They were just like fodder for comedy, you know? Right. And then I started to notice that the, the questions that I actually did answer, or the, the videos where I actually took a question and answered it with a real answer, tended to get more responses from people. Ah. And then um, over time, it just kind of became, instead of, five or seven questions. It might've become one big question with two or three little questions. And then it just kind of like kept narrowing down to one question per video. And I started actually answering them and going into info dives and stuff. And, and uh, you know, it was all just like following what seemed to be working. And, and mm-hmm. so that, that seemed to work a little bit better. And I'm giving you the whole backstory here, but I understand anybody who starts doing YouTube and just gets super frustrated because they just get no traction. I totally get that. I had that for years. I would do it pretty solid for a few months and then just get completely burnt out and I would stop. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating when you're spending 20 hours a week yep. working on a video and get 10 views, you know? Mm-hmm. 
you're just like, what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody Um, else around you is saying, what are you doing? You know what? That's a very good point because I came from a film background. I had made a a feature film back in like 2002, 2003, made the festival run in four and five. Hmm. And (laughs) so that's kind of how everybody knew me as a a screenwriter and a filmmaker. And here I am doing these YouTube videos. And uh, even uh, she probably doesn't want me to admit this, but even my wife was kind of like, seriously, (laughs) I married a filmmaker and wound up with a YouTuber, you know? What are you uh, doing? Uh, what are you doing? And right. uh, she doesn't say that anymore now that I'm making money. But um, <laughs> <Funny that>. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that. And I, actually, I remember I was still working at that job at the time. You know, you have like specific memories and that like tie into locations in your head. I specifically remember walking out to my car in the parking garage. And I just had this, this thought that entered my head that was like, you have to give yourself permission to do this. Oh, you just have to let go of this hang up that you have about it being YouTube and you're a filmmaker and you're an artist and all that. Just, just it's, I, I just started thinking about, it and I was like, this does kind of scratch all the itches. I get to write stuff. I get to produce stuff. I get to perform stuff, edit stuff. And unlike a film, which takes two years from start to finish to get it out there. And then if you're lucky, somebody mm-hmm. might see it and go, Hey, that was cool. You know? Um, That's- this one I could, I could write, produce, finish, distribute, put it out and get responses that day, you know? Yep. So, uh, the, the joke that I always make is, you know, people tell me right away that I suck. So it's better, <laughs> but, uh, and they're not afraid to, <laughs> right. they don't know. They're not afraid to. Right. Yeah. I get that about my green hair. So, <laughs> well, in fairness, I mean, green hair, no, I'm just kidding. Well. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I struggle with it for a while not just in terms of just trying to get traction and being frustrated by not getting any, any traction, but also just giving myself permission to do it. And so when I finally kind of let go of that and said, you know what, just, just do it. Well, a couple of things happened. The other, that was part of it. The other part was that I, (laughs) this is kind of random. I I put out a video that was specifically for a thing that um, Tim Ferriss was doing. If anybody who doesn't know who Tim Ferriss Mm. is, he was the four hour work week guy he was doing some contest. It was like, go hang out with him and Richard Branson on a private Island, you know, that kind of thing. As one does. Yeah. As one does. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, that sounds fun. So I, I submitted it and it was, I even said at the beginning of the video, I was like, this is a video for an audience of one. This is for Tim Ferriss and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I got a comment on that video. I still remember the guy's name. It was Mr. Electric pop (laughs) and the video. And I hadn't posted in a while at that point. And he was like, why aren't you posting videos? I miss your stuff, man. Wow. And, and like I said, at the time, it was just friends and family that I knew of that were watching my videos. And here was this total rando. I have no idea who this guy is. And I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. Like it just blew me away that somebody I didn't know was, was watching it. And um, between that mindset shift that I was talking about earlier about letting mm. myself, giving myself permission and that, I just, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to make videos for Mr. Electric Pop. Even if he's the only person watching it, I'm going to make videos for that guy, you know? And I made a commitment to put out a video every Monday, even if it was just me on my phone saying, Hey guys, I got nothing, you know, <laughs> and that happened a few times. So, um, I made, I just made that commitment and I got consistent about it. And really that's when everything changed. That was the fall of 2014. And it took a couple of years to, to get up to, you know, the 10,000 subscriber range where, you know, the next up thing kicked in. Right. But, um, but thing, everything just changed from that point when I just got consistent about it. You gave yourself permission to do it. And then some random comments uh, <laughs> yeah. 
And since then, it's been going full steam ahead, making content. At the end of the day, I see so much of that where people are so afraid to fail. They don't want to put themselves out there. I suck on camera. I don't know this. We see a lot of that. What would you say to someone who is just really, he knows in their heart they want to do it, but hasn't told their mind to give them permission to do it? Any tips on that? Oh, man. So the longer I've been doing this, the more of a jerk I've become about it. Okay. Uh, so, well, here's, here's the, so like when, when I've, I've seen Casey Neistat talk in a couple of places and he's very much just like, just do it. You know, don't, don't put hurdles in front of yourself. Just go do it. And he's, he's very in your face about it pretty aggressively. So, and that's not really my style, but I got to say the longer I've been doing this and the more I've heard that very same thing you're talking about, the more I've gotten almost to the mindset of, look, if you haven't done it by now, you're not going to. It's very challenging to people to just say like, you're not going to do it if you haven't already. You're going to find another excuse. You're going to find, you're just going to keep putting hurdles in front of yourself until you do it, you know? And I know that's a mean thing to say, but sometimes I think people need that kind of kick in the teeth to, to get going, you know? Or, or not to get going, but either way, don't be yeah. in limbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. And, and I also kind of, I kind of push back a little bit when I hear YouTubers that, that do kind of start doing that, like, oh, you just have to do it. You just have to do it. The world needs your voice and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I do kind of push back on that a little bit because you know what? It's not for everyone. You know, I mean, oh, there's, there's nothing saying you have to have a YouTube channel. There's nothing saying you have to do this. And it's not easy. It's, it takes a lot of work for a really long time. And if you're not up for it, then there's a million other things you can do with your life. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? But if it is something you want to do, you do just, you just have, you just have to start doing it. I mean, there's just, there's just no other way to say it. You just have to start doing it. And these tips, tricks, I mean, if you want, if you're showing camera, well, great, go into Snapchat, make sure nobody's following you and film yourself <laughs> every day. Your video is going to disappear in 24 hours. Right. Nobody's going to see it, but you're going to get more and more comfortable the more you actually do it. You realize, hold on, it's actually not so scary. But I do want to, I do love the point that you made is that not everybody needs to be on, on this platform. Maybe right. you've got those four podcasts. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I've got two questions for you. Okay. One, what's with the swivel chair? Ah, the, ah. the whole spin around thing that yeah. I do at the beginning? So for those who don't know, just kind of let's put everybody in, in the loop <laughs> and then tell me how you got to that. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, okay. So <laughs> we, uh, good Lord, I'm stammering. So, there's a whole primal branding thing that gets talked about quite a bit around YouTube. Um, for those who don't know, like it's uh, Patrick Hanlon, I think is the guy's name. He talks about um, it's called primal branding and it basically goes into all these little um, tips. It's not tips and tricks, but it's just like psychological things that we all yeah, connect to triggers triggers. It. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um, and one of them is he calls rituals. And it's basically just the thing that you do in every video. Um, this isn't specifically about YouTube, but it just right, ties so yeah. well into it. But um, anyway, it's just the, the little things, the little intro that you might do or the way you, you close out the video, recurring gags, inside jokes, um, sacred words, I think was the way he put it. But um, honestly, I just didn't want the video to start. This is way back. This goes way, way back. Um, I just didn't want to start the video with my face. <laughs> you know, I didn't want people to like click on the video and like, boom, there's my big speckled face in there, in their face. So I just wanted to enter in some way. And I tried it in several different ways. There's probably a few of them that are still on the channel where I like would like slide in from the side 
or pop up from below or something. It's really cheesy, but I settled on the spin around thing because like if you, if you slide in from the side, you have to hit the exact same mark to wind up in the frame, you know, where you want to be. That's very challenging. I would often not get it right. So spinning around in my chair was just like a way of, you know, entering without having to hit a mark because I was already at the mark. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Um, so it's, it's your way of coming into the shot to, to start your video. Yeah. And it's funny because I don't even think about it now. It's just a thing I do. But when, <laughs> when people point it out, it's like, oh, yeah, I do that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I don't even think anything of it. Uh, there was one guy one time who uh, commented that he and his daughter watched the, the channel and she was like five years old, some, some little girl. And she called me the spinning man. I love it. <laughs> so, so that's how, like, that's how she knows me as the spinning man. Yeah, but that's really all it is. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a friendly, um, it's a comfortable thing that people expect when I do it. And sometimes I start videos with little sketches and uh, little intro skits and stuff. And I haven't done one lately. I need to do one again. But, but even on those, I try to, I try to open it up with like entering the the frame in some way, whether I'm turning around or. Um, you know, sliding in or something like that. But I've got this little drum thing, this little drum sound effect that always plays at the beginning too, that goes along with it. So now question number two, which is completely non-related to the spinning <laughs> chair, although there is some spinning involved, severed heads on your channel, Yeah, which has got a ridiculous, something like 3 million, 3.3 million views. Yeah, three and a half or so. Ah, give it, you know, as, as you do. Tell me about that video and how did that kind of change the course of your channel or did it change the course of your channel? Honestly, I don't know that I could say it really changed the course of my channel mm-hmm. as much as a different video, which I could talk about. But, um, Ooh, okay. you know, it's, it's one of these things. I didn't think anything of it when I, when I did the video. So I've got, I've got two different types of videos that I do now anyway. There's, there's Monday videos and Thursday videos, so I put out twice a week. Um, the Monday videos are very on science topics. Uh, I, I try to keep those on a, on a pretty narrow spectrum of, of subjects, mm-hmm. science-related, futurism-related, that kind of thing. The, the Thursday videos are called Random Thursday because they are random. It's pretty yeah. simple. And I did that mostly because I didn't want to get too pigeonholed. And there were a lot of topics that I was interested in that just didn't quite fit that narrow spectrum that I was talking about. I wanted to be able to just talk about other stuff. And, and they're more, they can be more comedy based. They can be more loose and lo- loosey-goosey. Um, and I don't, I, don't, I don't remember how I, I came up with the idea of doing a video about, well, to explain the video, it's, the question was, how long do you remain conscious after your head gets cut off? Which is a, which um, is a question we all ask ourselves. Well, I hope not too much because that is pretty, <laughs> pretty weird. But I really didn't think that much of it. It was just, it was just a, a question I always had, you know, and, and I, I don't know, I might have been watching Game of Thrones or something and somebody <laughs> got their head cut off. And I was like, I wonder if he actually oh. felt the ground hit his forehead when it <laughs> fell, you know? Because I mean, I, I was just like, it can't be just immediate, you know? So I don't know. I just started looking into it and there were stories from, you know, the French Revolution when they were chopping off heads like it was, you know, just T-ball. And, and there were some stories. There was this one guy who, I guess he was some sort of scientist and, and he was getting executed for some reason. So he was like, I'm going to blink until I can't blink anymore. And I want you to, you know, see how long it takes. Uh, and there was another guy that apparently the story goes that the guy was yelling his name and he like responded to it, like looked up. It's, it's kind of creepy stuff, I guess, when you think about it. But um, the funny thing is to me, it was just a subject that I thought was an interesting subject, you know? Right. And then uh, (laughs) uh, I guess 
maybe I am a little bit dark. I don't know. But in my imagination, I was like, let's just walk through because what it came down to is about 30 seconds. And this is our very heavily debated. There were a lot of people in the comments that were like, no way. <laughs> but, um, uh, but I was kind of like, that's, just, that, that's a long period of time to like be, you know, separated from your body. So I was like, let's just, let's just explore how long that is. So I basically like walked through the whole <laughs> process of like, you feel the cold steel on your neck and then the oh. ground rushes up to your face. And, so I was kind of like trying to put people in the driver's seat there and, you know, kind of walk them through it. And there were all these people like, whoa, that was dark. <laughs> and the funny thing was to me, I was like, well, that's just immediately where my mind went. <laughs> you know? Maybe that Obviously. says something about me. I didn't, I didn't think it was that dark. It's just that's where my head went. So, uh, but no, it, and it was one of these things that did, it, you know, it did okay when it first came out. And then three weeks or a month later, for whatever reason, the algorithm picked it up uh, and it just went absolutely bonkers. And yeah, it got, I mean, that was the first major spike I had in my channel. I got something like 50,000 subscribers in one week. A viral video that really kind of drove a lot of those subs straight to the channel. Yeah. So that, chan- so that video did really well. And you said another one that really changed the channel. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So this, this does go further back. Um, the, the channel in the early days was just I guess it would be more like random Thursday. It was just whatever topic I felt like talking about. And I made the horrible mistake of getting political a couple of times. Oh. Um, yeah. And there are still people that find them and they're just unsubscribe. Love, yeah. <laughs> My favorite is when they're like, I liked your channel until it got political. And it's like, that was done four years ago. What are you talking about? Until it got political. Yep. Anyway, um, they were on random topics of whatever. And then one of those topics that came up was the Fermi paradox. For anybody who doesn't know what the Fermi paradox is, it's basically about aliens and like, why don't we see evidence of aliens out there? Because, you know, there's millions of planets out there in the, in the nearby galaxy. And, um, you know, mathematically speaking, there should be at least, you know, hundreds of different civilizations that would be, um, you know, putting out radio waves just like we are and we should be able to detect them. And yet we haven't seen any, any evidence of that. And, I basically read an article from a, a site called Wait But Why, which is a fantastic website uh, blog, mm-hmm. and I basically copied it, <laughs> to be honest, and, <laughs> and I, I gave credit to it, and I, I was completely transparent about that, but, but I thought it was a fascinating article, and there was some really interesting stuff in there, and, and so I turned it into a video, and um, that was the first one that did, I mean, it got about 50,000 views, which was a lot at the time for me. Um, and that brought in a lot of subscribers and, and they, uh, you know, started at at the time, again, it was, I was answering questions that people were asking. So that particular question was actually asked by a guy that was a buddy of mine in college. Uh, it was, it had grown beyond the friends and family stage at that point, but this was a guy that I just happened to know. Um, and I did this video, it did really well, brought in some more subscribers. They started asking more sciencey related questions. So I started answering sciencey related questions and, um, yeah, that's how that, that, when you ask what video transformed my channel the most, I have to go to that one because like, wow. it, but before that it was kind of random stuff. And after that it was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be a nerd now. You know, I'm, I'm going to be talking about science stuff, which is fine. I had, I had the space shuttle up on my wall when I was a kid and the whole Albert Einstein oh, thing, a little nerdy you, anyway. <laughs> do, do you know how many views that video had, um, has at the moment for that, uh, that this particular one? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. Um, it's probably around a hundred thousand, I would say, maybe. 
So, so here's my point is, and this is, and I love kind of, this is why I love the story is that we naturally think that a video with the highest number of views is going to be the one that changes the channel, the ones that really kind of resonated with the audience. It must be because it's got the most number of views. And I love this because now you're saying, yes, it did it bring its subscribers. Absolutely. Did it do for my channels? Absolutely. You give it all that credit. But the mm. one that actually changed channel was actually a video that doesn't even have a hundred thousand, hundred thousand views. But yet in your mind, that is the most important video for your channel because it gave you the direction and it gave you kind of what people wanted. Do you not find that you are kind of moving yourself into that direction? And is that a good or a bad thing today on YouTube? In the direction of being pigeonholed? Yeah. So kind of, I'm the science guy. I, I do a bit of comedy. I make it easy for you to understand, but I'm, I'm not going to vlog and I'm not going to make a cake for you. And I'm not going to tell you about the latest <laughs> gadgets. This is what I do. I yeah. am a science nerd I, and you'll love it. Yes and no. Uh, that, that's okay. a complicated question, actually. So let me, let me, here's something that happened this morning, okay? Okay. Um, yeah. So I have a, 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 I'm building a team around the channel right now. That's something that's been going on for the last six months or so. I do have another writer that I work with. Um, he's, he's a fantastic researcher. Um, he, he goes out and he finds just, I don't, I don't even know where he finds some of the stuff he finds. It's amazing. <laughs> So is your show scripted? I mean, do you script it? Do you yes. do all of it, not just bullet points on the top of your head? Everything is scripted. Um, teleprompter or no teleprompter? No teleprompter. Um, okay. If I'm in a rush, I might just do an outline. And I've done that with Random Thursday videos quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, and those aren't bad. I mean, you know, it's more free flowing and, and some people actually like that better. You know, right. it's harder to edit because I can just drone on. <laughs> if I don't have a script, I'll just like keep talking as you can tell in this. I know. Video. I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that can actually make it harder to edit because you got to like find yeah, the places. But, but no, I, I, I script it all out. I don't have a teleprompter. So each line, anybody who watches the videos will see that I kind of bounce like from I've got sort of a, this is getting into the weeds here, but I've got like a four quadrant strategy of like where I sit in front of the camera. There's like front, left, front, back, wait, no, front, left, front, right, back, front. Yes. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, back, right. I can't, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, and I use that, it's, and it's something that I've just kind of like internalized after a while. So it's like if, if, if I'm doing a funny line or a punch line, I'll make sure I'm sitting closer, sort of like a punch in kind of thing. Right. right. Um, if, uh, if I'm kind of changing subjects or if I'm like going on to a different topic, I'll switch sides, you know, but it's basically just moving around a little bit. So it's not just a face sitting there with these horrible jump cuts. I still have a film background and I hate jump cuts. I can't help it. The lines, I try to keep them between, and I use a program called Evernote to write with. So what this translates to in other programs, I don't know, but I I try to keep it around like three lines each line. (laughs) Each quadrant gets three lines. Uh, Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Okay. but, but the reason is because I just, I, when it gets longer than that, I just can't keep it in my head. I mean, it's, right, I, right, you right. kind of have to memorize them for, you know, oh, yeah. seconds or however long it takes. And sometimes it's really challenging when there's a lot of like names and dates and numbers and scientific terminology that, you know, I get really tripped up on it. And, and, and my editor, I'm sure laughs when I do this because I'll, I'll, I'll try a line three or four times and it's like, you know what? Just put up an image. <laughs> put up an image. I'm reading this. I'll just read I gave up. I'm done. Okay. Uh, you got to move on. So uh, anyway, so where I was going with that was um, I got this writer. His name's Ryan. Uh, he's helped me out tremendously. And one of the random Thursday topics that we were working on was on um, 
I guess he's considered America's first serial killer. His name was H.H. H. Holmes. And um, it's very barely on brand. I mean, it, it, being that it's Random Thursday, you can get away with more. But yes. um, th- there were some angles on it that I felt I could tie into this. And every once in a while, clearly, going dark helps the channel. That, <laughs> that is definitely a lesson I learned. So it's, it's, I, 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 d- I dip into that from time to time. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we actually had a conversation this morning about it because, um, like I said, he, he, he just does such a bang up job of researching. He found so much stuff and it went like way long. And I'm going, I can't do a 25 minute video. <laughs> uh, and he was like, well, do you want to split it up into two videos? And I was like, I'm, I'm kind of wary about doing this in the first place. Cause it's just barely on, on brand with on the brand. channel. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm wary about making two videos out of it, you know, but I mean, that's just an example from this morning. So I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking about like, does this fit the brand of the, the channel? Brand. And I've been doing it long enough and I've read enough comments to kind of get a feel for what people like. I know that if I do a video on Tesla or SpaceX or something like that, it'll usually do pretty well. And actually the channel's in a bit of a lull right now. So whenever I'm in a lull, I try to kind of go back to that well uh, to try to liven things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. but that's, that's something I'm constantly thinking about, you know? Um, and so when you talk about it being pigeonholed, I mean, I guess I, it's, it's a, it's a funny way of putting it. Cause I don't really see it as being pigeonholed. I just want to make sure that, like you said, if I did a video of me baking a cake, right. Everybody'd be like, what is this? You know, I just, I just have to make sure it ties in in some way. And I think with the long-term viewers, I've gained enough trust in them that if I, if I did a video about baking a cake, it would go right. into like, how the yeast does its thing, or, you know, it would like be some kind of explainer science based mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, and they would, they would trust you enough by now to know, hold on, there's got to be an angle here. So let's right. give yeah. them the benefit of, of the doubt. And, um, and I, if I didn't deliver on that angle, yes, it would not go over very well. And I would tell you, well, they <laughs> we would. know that they will. Absolutely. Uh, like, I think the word pigeonhole has actually become a bit of a, you know, has negative connotation. Yeah. But I think that for YouTube, Pigeonhole should be replaced with a specialist. You know, you're the specialist in this field. You're the number one people think about when they have this kind of questions. They know you're going to deliver. Therefore, they know to recommend you. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a good thing. The yeah. problem I see on YouTube a lot is when people do seven, eight different things on their channel, their variety channel. Now, you're not going to be top of mind because I'm, I'm just going to think of other people who are specialists over you. And YouTube algorithm algorithm kind of thinks the same way these days as well. Who mm. is best to represent this question that has been typed into the search engine? And if you're answering that question, and in your case, literally answering that question, <laughs> it, it, makes, it just makes complete sense. The journey is fascinating to me because of shift that you've had, what, the fact that you gave yourself permission, the fact that you understand your audience and kind of really diving into that. And listening to the audience is, is, is big, I think. And not enough of us actually do that. We kind of, we have our own, I'm going to do this, damn it. And then we just go mm-hmm. ahead and do it. But our audience is actually telling us with their views and their comments, what they want to see from us. So I think it's great that you're all the time mm-hmm. thinking that and then tapping back into stuff that works. You're giving your audience kind of uh, that experience that they want to, that they want to have, which is, I think amazing lessons for us to all learn, regardless of what our channel is about. <laughs> if people want to find you let's this is my plug myself moment where can people all of you what's the best way it's at answers with joe on let me see twitter uh instagram snapchat which i'm almost never on and uh i think i think you can find it that way on um uh facebook as well there's, there's answers with joe.com so all my videos get posted there 
Um, and obviously, you know, just search Answers with Joe on uh, on YouTube and and all that. <laughs> immense of value, and hopefully, somebody else will be listening to this somewhere in the world at some point in time, and they're going to have their aha moment minus the severed heads, of course. <laughs> What's up? Definitely go check out Joe's channel. He's really, really inspiring and his growth is just amazing. And if you liked this podcast, please feel free to leave us a review. We'd love to hear back from you. Hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast application and share it with at least one other creator who really needs to hear this. Pay it forward. You know, we're all one creative community after all. Let's help each other out. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Tube Talk. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk, brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.